Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning, Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They in buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. October 16th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big Hex Sports Radio 96.1 on the FM side of things. 1450 on the AM side of things. Plenty to get to on today's Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, but there's also a lot of pleasantries to get to, including yesterday, one producer's birthday. Hey! hey. Happy belated birthday to Scoots. Thanks, Looks guys. a good one, Scootsy? It was okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my best birthday weekend of all time. I won't get into all the specifics of it, but... I got through it. I'm I'm another year older. I got to see a majority of the people that I love and care about, although I was missing my niece and brother-in-law. Didn't get to see them at any point this weekend, so that was a pretty big bummer, but all in all, yeah, it was a great weekend. Went went to dinner with the family on Saturday, and then my nephew had a couple baseball games. They went 2-0 in those games, so that was a lot of fun watching. I got to see a couple people from high school. There's only probably, I don't know, 10 people from high school that I care to talk to, and those were two of them on Saturday night, so that was a lot of fun. And then yesterday I had to go to work, got my butt kicked, ended up having to clean 12 rooms. So I've had better birthdays in terms of work work life, but uh, I was they bought me Papa John's and we got uh, ice cream cake as well for my birthday at work. So that was nice, and then I got to go home and I had a bonfire with some of my friends and their families. So yeah, all in all, it was a good, great birthday weekend, but I'm glad to be back for another week. 12 rooms on your birthday? Yeah, ridiculous. Heck? ridiculous yeah that is ridiculous at least you did get pizza and some cake yeah which is nice and it was a great night for a bonfire it a was windy but good good night for it perfect temperatures for for such uh such activities so good happy to hear that you had a decent birthday although he doesn't want to get into the details of why it wasn't great i mean Ooh. it it all I, i'll i can just give you like a surface layer it all revolved around me not being able to see my niece when I woke up Saturday morning, that was like the one thing I was looking forward to. And I love all my family. I, I appreciated all of them coming out to hang out and coming to dinner and all that. It was a good time. But my niece not being there was a real damper to the situation. Well, and then, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully and, you'll get to see your niece soon. Well, and then she was supposed to, my sister was supposed to bring her over last night to make up for not bringing her on Saturday. And that didn't happen either. So 
She keeps telling me we'll make it happen this week, but she doesn't realize how brutal of a week I've got coming up. So it won't be able to happen this week either. So oh, it's no. all good. You gotta, what's up with this week? Busy? Yeah, very busy. Yeah, I'll, I'll get off about 6 o'clock every day. I got to do Rutherford uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday for Trevor. So, yeah, I've just got a busy, long week. Mm. Not hard necessarily, but it's going to be busy and long. It'll probably go by quickly then. It will, yeah. Before no you doubt. know it, it'll be Friday, and you'll be excited for the weekend, and everything will be all fine and dandy. Except for I'm working all weekend. So Well, then you'll, yeah. get, a, then you'll get your next paycheck, and you'll say, you know what? It was a lot of wow, work, but look at this money. bad boy. And you'll you'll into... kiss it. You'll go... If only Roush could have won us the Powerball. Wouldn't have to worry about work. Yeah, I don't think Roush got a single number on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I was just checking. You know, you check not thinking that you're going to like. I was just looking. I was like, all right, first you check the Powerball number. Yep. It's like, did you even get one of those? Let's just see if there's anything fun going on there. No, none of those. Checking the other ones. I'm not sure he got a single one. But that's okay. We we played a dream. Um, and also the, the, big, the big money was already won on Wednesday. So... You know, what were we going to do with $40 million split five ways? Oh, I'd have figured something out. We, you know, it would have probably just caused us to fight more than anything <laughs> else. So, it's all good. Roush, did you have a good weekend? Uh, sure. I had a good Sunday. Not a good Saturday. Oh, but a really good Sunday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Got to uh, hang with the boys. Um, you know, we, we put up uh, a giant spider web and spiders. Oh, so, that's, that's fun. fun yeah. Um, and uh, also ripped up the garden. So did a little outdoors work. And uh, it's uh, Frank's birth. Frank's going to be one tomorrow. We're going to have a one-year-old. Wow. And uh, one of my, my mom's friends, she dropped off some gifts. She's kind enough to also, like, here's something for one and also one for the other. Mm-hmm. And well, Smart. And the, 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 the stuff for Duke was just, like, superhero masks, like little felt masks and capes. So, like, we had, like, a good hour of just, like, taking turns playing super. Superheroes. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting the bad guys. Good times. Great. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds fun. Uh, great weekend for me. Went by too quickly, as they often do. Had Boo at the Zoo on Friday night. That was, it, it's, it was fun. We had a good time. So chaotic. It's like just chaos for an hour and a half, an hour, however long you're there. And then it's over, and you're like, oh, it's over. That was, well, that it? was, that was fun. Like, <laughs> Uh, we, we had a good time. I can't believe it's already over. And then you like think back and you're like, did you have a good time? Like the whole time you either the kid wants to be in the stroller, but when they're not in the stroller, then they're running around and there's just a million people. And it's not even so much that there are like a million people. It's really not that the fact that it's a million people, there are a bunch of people, but it's a big space. It's spread out pretty well. But in some of the areas, it's just so narrow that, like, mm-hmm. you've got two people that have strollers, and it's like, all right, then they're blocking the entire lane. And when you have a kid that sometimes is, like, running and dodging and weaving in between people, it's like, all right, well, this is fun. It's like I'm in the Olympics having to keep up with this kid. And then other times the kid just wants to sit, and it's like, all right, well, they don't want to run at all. And then you have, like, a bunch of people going to your left and going to your right, and you're like, sorry, sorry, we're in the way. She just wants to sit now. Um so it, it was pretty chaotic, but just mainly because just so That's much is going on. Yeah, yeah. But it was Did, fun. She was really cute, dressed up as an elephant. Does anybody and, uh, uh, got a lot of candy? Have one of those giant wagon things? Uh, we have one. You know, it's funny. We have a big wagon thing, and we normally take it to the zoo. And even that's kind of a pain in the butt just because you're, like, in the way. But, uh, right. but anyways, this time we don't because she never wants to be in the wagon. She always wants to be walking around. She sees other people walk around. She wants to walk around. 
but she didn't have a great nap at school on Friday. And it was funny. So we didn't bring the wagon because we were like, she's going to want to walk. And we're, we get there and yeah, and I'm, we're telling our friends, we didn't bring a wagon. She doesn't like walking. And our friends who have a double stroller, they're like, well, so-and-so is not going to sit in the stroller at all. So if she wants to sit in the stroller, mm-hmm. she can sit with the baby and there's plenty of room. And we were like, yeah, thank you. It's nice of you to offer, but she's not going to want to do that. She doesn't want to sit. And then like five minutes, two later. minutes in, you want to sit in the stroller? Yeah. Yeah. And sat in the stroller about 50% of the time. So I was like, well, thank goodness you all brought yours. Um, and it was great. When she was in the stroller, it was a little bit easier. When she's out of the stroller, that's when it was it was wild. The giant wagons, I don't, I don't know what they're called exactly, the brand of them, but just the enormous ones that mm-hmm. are really tall, those are great because it's almost like a moving playpen. Just like shove like six kids oh, in yeah. there and it's like, all right, well, they're all in there. They can't can't break free. Uh, they're in there. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. I know if I would brought the wagon, she wouldn't have wanted to sat in it at all and like it would, uh, you know, it'd just be me way, pushing it time. around the entire time. Uh, but that being said, I, I don't, I think we will be sure to bring the wagon next time. Nice. Can't can't forget it that, that. but that was great. Uh, it was fun. Gets you in the Halloween spirit. Saturday went to the game. Just did a bunch of work around the house. But we're gonna talk plenty about the game. I can promise you that. And then yesterday, just a fun Sunday again. Like if you could just ask me what I think some of my perfect weather is Saturday and Sunday, with the exception of the rain. Uh, that that would pretty much sum it up. Pretty At least from a, a temperature standpoint, mm-hmm. just felt so freaking good outside. But the weird, one of the like the creepier things in the last several years happened to me yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, you, too bad it wasn't on Friday the 13th. But a pretty okay. normal Friday the 13th, nothing spooky happened. Didn't break my femur bone, so all things I'm considered not. pretty good. Did anything happen? Uh, any any spooky things for you? No, but I will say, shout out to my wife. She's got a freaking rocket, rocket arm. They, oh. uh, they had like their alumni night for UofL volleyball, and they have... You know, all the former players come down on the court at halftime and wave to the crowd. Uh-huh. So, in volleyball, they'll give them those tiny, you know, t- tiny volleyballs, right? Like, it's kind of almost like a little souvenir um, that they'll throw to the crowd during starting uh, lineup announcements. It's kind of volleyball's thing. Well, she comes out, they give, they give a few out, and she pointed out one of our friends in the crowd, and it was, I mean, not the, they were about halfway up, and she was, I mean, just right in the hands. Nailed him. That's impressive. This is a great throw and catch. I was imp- I was These proud for the softball. I was team. I was very proud. Yeah, good job, Brooke. Also, Louisville's volleyball team. They're scary good. They yeah. beat the hell out of Pitt. Yeah, who's a top spe- ten team in the country, especially good at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for UK because we don't really care about U of L volleyball. No offense. Uh, they've swept Tennessee. Suck at Tennessee on the road. At least there was some decent news from UK athletics this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, so I'm dry. I'm leaving the neighborhood, going to grab a bite to eat, and then a headless horseman. No, road this, by? this was yesterday, not Friday the thirteenth. Oh, okay. But kind of similar fashion, and I'm pulling out of my subdivision, and Lagrange Road, which is like a busy, a, a semi-busy road, but just one lane each way, so two lane road, and with a turn lane, I believe. Turn. No, no turn lane. Oh. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just the just the two lanes. And I see like this item debris rolling down LaGrange Road. And I'm like, oh, well, that I hope that doesn't hit my car. I'm gonna back up a little bit and I'll wait to pull out to see see what this is. And it was like 
I don't know exactly what it was. It was like a hubcap or a rim or something like that. Probably a hubcap. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Shortly behind the hubcap is this car that, from what I can see of it, the front, like, it's just a totaled car. The front of it is really messed up. The tires that I can see, which are just both on the driver's side because the car's coming that way, the tires are just running on, like, the rims. Like, it's just basically the car is, like, bouncing. And this car is just totaled. Like, parts of the car are just falling off as this is, is going. And as the car eventually drives past, I can see that on the left side, the back passenger side tire is totally ruined. So, at most, they had one good tire. The other three were just shredded, and it was like literally the car was bouncing. And that in its own right is just like concerning. Like, why is this person driving this car? Sometimes you'll see a situation like this, Roush, where it's like they're just looking for a spot to pull over, and they may not know how bad that their car is. But this car was just so messed up that, like, there's no way this person didn't know that, you know, they, they may have been intentionally trying to hurt somebody, hurt themselves, or just so, you know, messed up beyond belief that, like, who knows where their brain's at. But this person, drive, so they're driving past me, and I had backed my car up a little bit just to watch out for debris that was coming. But I'm still, you know, about, like, 10 yards away from the road seeing this car drive by. And it looked the creepiest thing in the world. I like need, I twisted need to, metal, like just gnarly. This car was just totally ruined. But this guy is driving this car, and he's like maybe in his mid-60s, white hair, looked like, you know, if he put himself together, could be like a, a handsome man, but just looked pretty like shrung out, but more so just creepy. And as if he was like the grand marshal in the parade, he is just waving at me. Like, oh, waving wow. specifically at me and, like, this huge <laughs> smile on his face. Oh, man. So, he's got one hand on the car driving, one hand, like, his head basically out the window, not, like, exaggerated out the window, but just, like, looking out the window, looking at my car, and he's just smiling as he's driving down LaGrange Road going about 35, 40 miles an hour, and more so just, like, bumping down LaGrange Road because his car has three messed up tires running directly on the rims. Uh, uh, it, it was like that look of that guy's face smiling and waving at me was is going to yep, very creepy. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna stick with me for a while. It was scoots. It, it was really really creepy, uh, and I don't know what happened behind his car. About twenty yards, twenty five yards, thirty yards were about like five cars that clearly were just like um, we are behind this guy. We don't feel comfortable passing him. There's just debris falling off this car, so we're kind of like dodging and weaving that. And then about a mile behind him, there was a cop that was kind of booking it his way. So I think they were they were on to him and going to go catch him, but I wonder how it all... I wonder if he, uh, he's going to wave waved at him. How did you not keep up with that? Well, I was going another way. Oh, it doesn't matter. If I see something like that and I know a cop's coming to get him, I'm, I'm going that way just to see how it all plays out. I, I've always been nosy like that. He looked like a real, like, shrung out, creepy, like, possessed Ted Danson. Mm. Sounds good. For, like, a a good comparison. And so just imagine, like, a kind of shrung out Ted Danson driving down just a totaled car. Every bit of it totaled. And he's just smiling really big, waving at you. It was weird. (laughs) It was really weird. And then at... Shelbyville Road, where you get on at the Waterson right there, 
there was a bad accident there too. And I wondered if maybe he was a part of that accident and that's how far he went. Although I don't know if that's the case or not the case, but yeah, it was wild. And all down LaGrange, there's just different parts of like his car where you could see it was quite the, quite the mystery. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to kind of like look up to see, I mean, he clearly got arrested, but I wanted to look up to see if what, what the story was. I went on the Linden Facebook page. Nobody else was talking about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it must it must have been taken care of pretty quickly. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty weird. All in all, though, great weekend except for the football game that stunk. We're going to talk a ton about that today. Before you do that, I'll give you some comedic relief because I too had an issue yesterday driving. So I'm I leave the hotel right, and I'm I'm going down Hurstbourne and I'm stopped at a red light. Car behind me honks. I'm like, what the hell? I'm not doing anything wrong. But first, I kind of had the mindset of, well, was that the car behind me or was that someone across the way? I didn't really know where the honk came from, but it sounded like it came from behind me. So I go a little further down Hurstbourne, stopped at another red light. Car behind me honks. Like, what the hell's going on here? So I get almost to my house. I'm, I'm at another red light. Car behind me honks. I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous, y'all. I'm not doing anything wrong. So I get home, back down my driveway. One of my buddies was already there for the bonfire. And as I'm backing down my driveway, he honks. And I'm like, what? And so I thought that was just his way of like saying hi. So I just wave at him and continue parking my car. And he gets out of his car and he's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, what is so funny? And he was like, you don't know what's on the back of your car? And I'm like, no, what's back there? One of my coworkers at the hotel had made a sign saying like honk it's this guy's birthday and she taped it on to the back of my car so i spent the whole ride home yesterday super ticked off that everybody was honking at me (laughs) and it was all because she put that sign on the back of my car that's really good good that's awesome (laughs) a a prank a a prank well done yeah yeah it was it was very well done i have to give her props oh like what if what if like you were just barely you're having a terrible day you're just like one little small thing could push you over the edge one of those cars honks, you like get out of your car. You're like, what? Why do you keep honking? I at mean, me? seriously, the, the first one, I kept waiting for the guy to like get out of his car. I'm like, what? Are you, why are you honking at me? I'm not doing anything wrong. And I kept like looking in my mirror, like, what's your problem, dude? And he never got out, or I would have had to get out, and we probably would have fought because I had a pretty radio awful producer. Day. Fatally shot in road rage incident <laughs> where coworker put happy birthday sign on car. <laughs> It would have been a tough way to go. I'm happy that's not your story, Scoot. Yeah, but no doubt. That's a that's that's funny. Good old fashioned honk. At least it wasn't like you know honk if you're. I don't know if you can say the H yeah. word on. Radio. Well, and at least she didn't like use it like car paint. You know, that's true. I was able to just pull the sign off with ease. So that's, that's funny that you were getting home and you were getting honked at even then. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Well, good. Well, good. At least we have stuff to talk about. Scoots, you had a you had a great pick 'em week. Did I? Yeah, you and I both two and one got oh, our locks. on our picks. I got you. And then, of course, it's the second time this year I've got a push on my lock. Yeah, just, I mean, just brutal. Roush is just it's, get, one, it's one thing to lose. He's getting but, dominated in this pick 'em. But the push, the push is the frustrating part because, like, I mean, I'm getting my money back, and then it's so annoying. And yep. that game too. That was uh, two games. This weekend, where it was a pretty easy field goal to force overtime uh, on games that I had a little action on, and both just pushed. Um, you had that game, and then uh, Niners. I, d- 
I tried doing the thing, TJ, the let's do some heavy favorites NFL money line parlay. That never works. It just doesn't. Uh, what? Well, it was losing on the Niners. Niners, yeah. But granted, yeah. they should have won. And the Eagles ended up losing to the Jets. They did. Uh, they did. So there was a couple of big ups. So I could Trevor Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, yeah the Niners losing. They had the field goal to win it. Pretty crazy day in the NFL. The Sunday night game. I don't know if any of you all stayed up for stay it, it or saw the end, but a goal line stand there as time expired. The Bills just totally get away with bloody murder, pass interference, city on the Giants on the last play. The Giants from the one yard line touchdown wins it, and the Bills just, uh, I think, intentionally were just like, "Hey, pass interfere if they call it, they still have to get the ball in the end zone at some point." Uh, but the Bills get the win, Giants get the big fat L, but they did at least get the cover. You had the ALCS start yesterday. The Rangers just stay hot. There were a lot of sports. It was a fun day in the NFL, a lot of close games. The Bengals got a win. I know a lot of our listeners are pumped up about that. The Bears still just absolutely stink. And the Steelers didn't lose. No. And neither did the Packers. Woohoo. So at least yeah. we, we had we had that going for Wait, us. Wait, are you all on bye too? We're on bye. There's only two teams on bye, and it's our teams. That's pretty cool. Isn't there more than two teams on No, bye? there was 15 games this week. Mm. Well, the Packers are on bye. How about that? That's weird that there would only be two teams on a bye. Yeah, that is pretty bizarre. Well, I'll take your word for it, though, Scoots. Yeah. I'm telling you. I made my scooter spread selections this week. I, made, I picked 15 games. How'd you do? I don't know. I need to grab my paper. I'm scared. Probably not very good. I bet you did great, buddy. No. Uh, I, I, I went three and two in my little NFL pick'em league, but we only care about our college yeah. football pick'em league. Oh, man, six straight ATS wins for this guy, um, NFL. Riding high. Riding high. Oh, that's good. Shout out to the Jags. Never, never a doubt. Never a doubt. Well, we got to talk UK's game, though, and that one wasn't as fun on nope. Saturday. Nope, nope, uh, And nope. there is a lot to get to regarding UK's loss to Missouri. Boy, there's a lot to get to. And we'll do that when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Breaking down the Cats. Tough loss to the Tigers. do be sucking again cats lose 38 21 to missouri at home squander a 14 nothing lead somehow you blinked and uk was trailing at halftime despite having that 14 nothing lead somehow uk loses by three possessions despite having the lead in the fourth quarter roush saturday was an absolute disaster there's no other ifs ands or buts about it that was a disaster of a football game from UK. And really, those two those two things by itself sum it up. You have a two-possession lead in the first half, and you lose. That should never happen at home. You have a lead in the fourth quarter, and you lose by three possessions. Those things should not happen. 
when you're playing at home against a team that you probably have more talent than. Although Missouri's big players played better than Kentucky's big players. And obviously in SEC football, that's a good way to determine who the winner and who the loser is going to be. That absolutely stunk, Roush. That stunk. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, there's a lot to get to there, but um, I think it really speaks to the fragility of this football team. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what a lot of this comes down to. Um, Kirk Herbstreet described it as a fork in the road type game. Stoop said, we're going to show our resolve in, I will not tolerate us not responding against Missouri. Was his exact words, and the thing was, is I mean, they came out hot, right? They they played well, but the culture of this football team inside the locker room, the leadership, whatever you want to call it, um, they did not rally the troops when staring down the barrel of adversity. In fact, all it took was one play for them to just not play football for like three quarters offensively. Um, six straight possessions, nine total yards. They let one fake punt just completely derail their game, which. I know everybody was losing their minds on the fake punt. Like, dude, you, sometimes you just got to be like, all right, that was good job. You you did well, it. Well, they good. couldn't do that, though. You know? Like, they couldn't just move on from that. that yeah, right. That that was their problem. And, I like, all the people from home, like, how are you not ready? It's like, man, he was covered. Like, it was just a great pass. It was catch. really unlucky is more than anything <laughs> right. on that play. Uh, gosh, there, there definitely was pass interference on that play. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you could you could make the case that it was just like, oh, people fighting for positions. Well, there was one guy that knew that was coming. There was one guy that was playing catch-up on just like, wait, what's going on here? And then when he realized what was happening, the other guy was had already bullied him for position. Like He had already kind of lost out. Uh, Marquise Johnson had already won the position battle because he knew it was a pass. The other player was like, all right, this is kind of strange. Oh, it's a pass. I better get with it. There was Jocelyn for position. It was bad on like a windy night, too, just to have that throw. Be perfect. And Marquise Johnson, like initially he goes to make a play before the ball's ready, which I don't, maybe that was intentional, but like 98% sure that that was accidental. And that allows UK's DB to try to make the play. Both of them are too early. Marquise Johnson is like standing there left alone after who was the DB that they did that on felt drew Phil drew Phil. So we'll, we'll be talking about him a little bit more later. He had a rough game. He, he, got on. he is now out of position because he thought he was making a play on the ball based on watching what the wide receiver was doing. So he's out of position. Johnson's basically just left alone at that point. And it was somewhat lucky. I mean, just if any of those things don't change, if they call the pass interference, then it never happens. If they don't make the early jump or the early play on the ball, it may even get broken up. Or worst case, it's caught but tackled, you know, almost instantly where it's at least not a touchdown. But Roush, you really could feel like things change at that moment. You like after that, it was weird. Just it was almost it felt like the Florida game to an extent. Like it felt like a party atmosphere at Kroger Field. The cats were rocking and rolling, which was interesting because the tailgate scene, and I didn't get there till late. I didn't do much, if any, tailgating. Um, the weather was bad, too. But, like, I talked to the, the few people I did talk to while tailgating or walking to the tailgate. Everybody was like, yeah, I don't feel good about this one. Yeah. Don't no, feel good was, about this It was this a weird, one. weird vibe around had, the stadium. I talked to a group of three or four people very that went to the catwalk, and they were like, yeah, it just kind of felt like the energy was down. 
Maybe it was the weather. Just kind of felt down. And I was like, well, darn, that sucks to hear. It sucks to hear that everybody I'm talking to doesn't feel great about this game because I don't feel great about this game. Yep. Like, as the week went on and a Saturday came around, I started to feel worse about it. And uh, I didn't like hearing that everybody else did as well, Roush. Then the start happens. And it's like, oh, well, sweet. Like, we're good. Like, cats are fine. Mm-hmm. And that was an awesome atmosphere in that first quarter at Kroger Field. Like, really, really, really good. Two great drives. Uh, good defensive stops on the play, other end. Touchdown. Missouri takes the ball first. And you instantly just get the ball back. And what do you do? You come down and you score on your end. Everything was rocking and rolling. But at that punt, that stupid freaking punt, it just felt like everything got flipped on its head. And just like yeah. that, things changed. Yeah, they were in there punt safe they were just playing regular defense and I think Phillips when he turned around I just don't know if he ever saw the ball like sometimes yeah he was playing the wide receiver initially and that's why he got behind and yeah. then the ball ended up floating a little bit longer and he was just toast yeah yeah, yeah. it was um it was tough but then the 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 next play or the next series third and long Cohen dials it up Devin Leary hits a receiver right in the numbers there's nobody in front of him receiver falls down drops the pass Granted, it's a true freshman, but like this is this is what you're working with. Like you need to third and long hits you in the hands. I mean, it was it's basically like catching a punt. Uh, even if they would have just moved the sticks, I mean, that was that was a touchdown play that would have been like, okay, we're good here. Um, actually, I think that was two drives later, if I'm not mistaken, because it was one where they threw a, a bomb to Barry on Brown on first down, and that kind of was a drive killer. But nevertheless, the offense just it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I think the after the touchdown, I think the Cats went a quick three and out. Oh, they went a lot of three and outs. I think they ran only like nine plays. The drive chart, it's brutal. Um, even Including the end of half drive where they didn't do anything, it was six possessions, nine yet total yards. Um, and the it was, three and it was outs bad. especially stunk when you couldn't punt the ball for beans. Nope. Wilson Berry was very bad. Very, f- very odd that Wilson Berry was so good for like the first four games and has been just – Man, really, really bad. They're play. bad. They're not going far at all. They're liable to just go out of bounds for a good old fashioned shankopotamus. They're they're not good. At one point, not good at all. Missouri's average field position was the forty. Their own forty one yard line, which I mean, Kentucky entered this game at the. They were fifth in the country, starting at their own thirty eight, and Missouri was even closer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's how you score points quickly, but. Despite all of that awfulness and how they let a punt just completely take them out of a football game, they let one fake punt just completely let them forget about football for that second quarter. They gave up another two-minute drive, uh, touchdown drive. Um, the Somehow they got to stop, block a field goal. Third quarter, it's a six-point game. Like They're only down by six. And went down, Devin Lee scrambles for 20 yards, and they're alive. Dingle gets him in the end zone or in the red zone, and then they go back to Anthony Brown Stevens, the guy who had dropped the, the big mm-hmm. third down pass earlier. He catches his first career touchdown, cats are up by one. You're like, okay, they got their groove back. And then this is the part where we complain about the officials because it was very bad. Um, there's multiple, multiple instances where they were just off. Uh, Brad White was unhappy with them saying the guy was out of bounds on that two minute drive. They scored with 15 seconds left. So, yeah, that was kind of a big call. But third and one, Kentucky's on the verge of getting them off the field right away without a first down. And what does Mizzou do? They do what they did all game. They they went, they just threw at Drew Phillips. And there was a little bit of hand fighting. He falls down. 
I didn't know think the ball was even catchable, but they call PI. That was horrible. It was a, just the a officiating really bad was call. terrible. Uh, it doesn't take away from the overall disappointment of the loss, but oh yeah, it was it was really bad. And that one was that was a terrible call. You get a stop right there. It's like okay, well now you got a chance to come back and you know put the exclamation point on right. Go up uh, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Instead, that was Missouri scored eighteen on the answer point, and that was it. Yep. Yeah, that was it. The officiating. It stunk all night. The amount of holds they missed on so uh, bad. Missouri's offensive line was just like everybody just screaming, going nuts, and nothing. Nothing at all. No flags, no penalties. Again, it, it, it stinks that that happens. It stinks that it happens, especially when you're at home where it's like maybe you get a friendlier whistle here. Um, but all that to say, the officiating stunk, but UK blowing a 14 nothing first half lead blowing a fourth quarter lead, those things stunk as as well, Roush. And and that was really frustrating. The coaching staff, I felt like, did not make nearly enough adjust adjustments. And I know again, officiating can can make things tougher on a on a on a coaching staff. But also can we just get like, home cooking in any sport? Like why why we have the worst home field refs. It just felt like you could <sighs> the people in the stands could like see what Missouri was doing and just always not a fun feeling where you're like, hey, they're bringing that guy in motion. Now they're stacked over here. Like somebody's going to be open, and they're going to probably have blockers too. Right. Like, and you just saw it. You saw it happen in, in real time. And they'd bring people over and just get their best players in space. And I thought Kentucky's like open field tackling for the most part was solid, Roush. But you're naturally as college players going to miss some tackles. And if they missed one tackle, then Missouri was just going to turn it into to a big play um, or turn in, you know get a first down on a play where you thought UK had it guarded pretty well. You could just see what Missouri was trying to do. I mean, the, the punt, you're right. That was that was a, to Drinkowitz's credit, that was like a, that's a gutsy thing to do in that spot. If you don't get it, you're down 14 nothing. You give UK good field position, and it, they converted on it, and it totally put its game, the game on its head. But besides that, I, not the coaching staff's best effort. Offensively, I don't want to specifically blame Liam Cohen, but something's not right, Roush. It's just you can have three drives of all of them, you know, two of them nine plays, one of them seven plays. You're talking about long, sustained drives, 65 yards for just under five minutes, 63 yards just under five minutes, 71 yards, and that one was a little quicker, uh, three minutes and 30. Those were UK's scoring possessions. Like, the offense at times looks good. Just looks good. Looks like they know what they're doing. Looks like they had the run game established early on. And then, I don't know, they went away from it. Something's just not connected or cohesive or clicking with this group. Because you see it. You see flashes where it's like, oh, that's good. That's a good offensive unit. Like, this is the offense we thought we were going to have with UK. Yeah, uh, especially those first two drives, man. Then you see three and out. And then you see a drop. And then you see a missed throw by Leary. Uh, then you see a stupid penalty by somebody on the offensive line. How many penalty yards was it altogether for UK? 122. Embarrassing. 120 passing yards. Like you're just you're not beating good teams by shooting yourself in the foot. You're not good enough to do that. And this may be Mark Soup's most undisciplined team. Yeah, and that's how he let off his press conference. At least in the convers at least in the conversation. That's inexcusable. That's just stuff that cannot happen when you're a head coach now in year what, ten or eleven? Like, the discipline stuff, you can have some, like, bad apples in the sense of 
And I don't mean that as like them as human you, beings. You, people can play with an edge. Like you can have a Stenberg who's just out there ass kicking, and then every once in a while he goes too far. Like that that that's that's fine. That happens. But you're right. It's like it, there's there's a fine line. Like you wonder if they just know. Like if they know. Like because it's just such dumb penalties and in, in, in important situations where it's like that's more than just you know crossing a line or going a little too far in that instance. It's just being kind of silly. Although I will say that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty was so dumb. Like, yeah, and that, that should not have. That was not a well, dumb on UK's part. That was a dumb call. Oh, I mean, dumb yeah. on UK, I guess a little bit. But like, why do you think he got the ball? Yeah, yeah. When Zion Childress got a ball thrown at him, like he got waived for throwing the ball at a Missouri receiver. It's like, oh, so did, did the ball just magically appear in his hands? It's like the ref watched. Why are Missouri we changing the game? The because why are we changing outcomes of games because people are throwing balls at each other? Like, was somebody hurt? You know, like did so it stupid. was it a huge delay game where you know we were waiting forever because we had to go track down this ball after somebody threw it. In grade wanna, school, I only got in trouble one time. I shouldn't say only one time, but like you in eighth grade, you could miss field trips if you got in trouble, and I had to miss one field trip, and I was really steamed about it. But it was because I faked threw a ball at somebody, like didn't even actually throw the ball. Like faked, like I was gonna throw. They the flinched, ball at and somebody. you gave them two for flinching. And, and they, well, no, I should have, should have given them four for snitching too. But oh yeah, uh, no, actually, the teacher saw it and was like, "Were you gonna go through that ball?" And I was like, "Well, no, because I didn't. It's in my hand still." She's like, "Yeah, but I feel like you were going to until you saw me there, so you're in trouble." She may have been officiating the game on Saturday. Come to think of it, because why are we doing penalties? Because a ball got thrown. Player didn't get hurt. Like. Why are we doing technical fouls? Because a player spiked the ball at A and M. Shout out to Isaac Humphreys. Shout out to Isaac. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a person that is not going to get nearly enough blame for Kentucky's offensive deficiencies. I think a lot of like why this team is playing poorly. They Kentucky invested in its offense like they never had before this offseason, particularly the passing game. Right, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna spin our nail bucks, keep Barry on Brown and Danky around. We're gonna go out. We're gonna get Devin Leary, and that investment has had a horrible rate of return. I really think a lot of this just comes down to Barry on Brown not having a sophomore slump and being bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, I think we really uh, underestimated just the value that Wondell Robinson brought, not only as. Uh, just an outstanding athlete that can make guys miss, but a great route runner and a great guy in the locker room that set the example, that set the tone for the team. I don't think they've got that in that locker room. And I, Baron Brown, just make a guy miss. Has he broken a tackle this year? The fumble on the first play. Like, dude, cut the other way and you might go to the house. Yeah, sometimes you get happy feet. When you rely on jukes like that, you can kind of dance yourself out of good play, like just normal good plays. And, and how Trying many, to make the great play, you dance yourself out of the good how play. How many times last year did we just see him bobbing and weaving through defenses? And he just hasn't done any of that this year. He hasn't caught one long ball, right? Like the one that Leary threw to him, it was about two yards too long. And that feels like it's the closest one they've had all year. Yeah, no, I feel like they've just had a lot of close misses. I feel like that was almost like the epitome of the passing attack, especially the long. Mm-hmm. It, whereas, like, you don't know, did Leary throw that ball a little too long or was Barry on dancing or being too cute at the line of scrimmage where he actually should have been in that spot had he just ran the actual route? It, it's like they're, 
that's part of the frustrating part is they're close enough where you don't really even know where the blame goes. Like, mm-hmm. was it just a deep ball that was thrown a little bit too long because you're worried about getting picked off? Or was it, and speaking of getting picked off, like, you know, some of those throws were just terrible, terrible throws. Or is the wide receiver just not running the right route or getting to the spot or quick enough? Falling down, yeah. One third and long. Like, what are you? What are you doing over here? Um, I, I, I think a lot of it's real Jekyll and Hyde offense, and that's frustrating. It, it feels like Liam Cohen keeps doing stuff to try to get the passing game going. We've now reached the point where it's like, who cares? Just give Ray Davis the ball. I know that it does open up the pass, but like, I don't trust anybody. I don't. I don't trust the receivers. I don't trust them at all. And the the worst part too is, gosh, how how good how you you can't like sit any of them because you don't have any other ones. I mean, Dakel Crowdis, his ass ain't playing. We talked we talked about that a little bit about the how thin kind of the room was, how much we liked the top talent of it. But I was like, after you know, if there's an injury, one of those two guys, these are a lot of names. I think people I mean, don't know a lot. How about. nice would it be to have Chauncey Magwood right now? That yeah. guy, that uh. so I I don't know I. I'm bring back Chris Lewis. The 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 worst part about all of this is that in order for Kentucky to do the special things that we want them to do and to bust through this hard ceiling that they've seemed to have arrived at, get off this plateau, it has to come through the passing offense. And this is the year that Stoops was ready to change his philosophy, right? He was ready to go all in going to be more passing than we've ever seen before under Mark Stoops what instead it's it's the what it's it might even be worse than last year's offense it's terrible it's so bad and I'm worried that it's going to teach him the wrong lessons about passing well I think he's smart enough the, but still that's like the thing is that like even in this offense seeming it, it, it's it's real complicated and it's not just like black or white because there's a lot of gray area like I said you see some good drives and you feel good about it but you also see I, I, what I feel like is like Stoops, his, his fingerprints, you can still kind of see on the offense every now and then where you get, he kind of puckers up a little bit and he gets a little bit too conservative with what he wants to do or what he will allow to happen because this offense doesn't take nearly enough deep shots in my opinion. And I know we just got done talking about one that wasn't converted on, but it's almost like you can see the brain of Mark Stoops working through the offense as the game goes on. All right, we have a game plan and it's working and we're winning and woohoo, everything's going well. We don't need to get too crazy or too wild, but we've got a few things up our sleeve that we feel like are going to get us first downs, but we're not going to rely on anything too junky for like a touchdown or something like that. Let's just keep doing what we're doing, moving the ball, having these long drives. Well, then Missouri storms back and then the game gets close and you could almost just see like almost stoops just go to Cohen and be like less risky. Less risky. We don't need a turnover that's going to like bury us. Just let's let's keep it simple. In reality, you got to take some chances. Mizzou was the team that took more chances, and they had them pay out. I just I sometimes wonder, Roush, that like as long as Mark Stoops is the head coach at UK, you're gonna have you're gonna get his hands on the offense every so often. Like, yeah, he may at the beginning of the season say all the right things. If the offense is having a good game, even later in the season. He'll let things kind of go as long as it's going well. But if he feels like things aren't going well, then he wants to get his, he wants to be more hands on. And that's the last thing I just I want is hands on Mark Soups when it comes to offense because I know what what he wants, and he wants to run the ball and he wants to chew clock 
and he doesn't want to have to rely on big passing plays to move the chains. He wants to be ahead of the chains, and he wants to always have the possibility of running the ball with a defense. He, he thinks that a defense just sitting back waiting for passing is a failed offense waiting to happen. I He wants to be versatile, and to be versatile, you got to be a little bit conservative, and that's just Mark Stoops, and but now we've seen him with every offensive coordinator. So I, I disagree with your conclusion, but I do think you are correct. And some it's it's definitely a stoops thing. I mean, I feel like he hasn't ran a good offense in eleven years. Like it's obviously an indictment on the head coach, right? Like it's the best offense in his tenure was like twenty fifth. You, you can't get a more efficient offense than that, Mark. Now, is it? I I I don't I, I don't. My problem is, though, is I don't know how to, like, I don't know what the explanation is for it. I don't know how things can't be easier. Like, why can't we just run, like, some screens to the receivers and maybe they pop a play? Oh, please, no more or, screens. I feel like we do too much screens. I think Mark Soups loves screens. Tunnel screen. When was the last time they ran a bubble? And, like, Barry on Brown could, like, turn a one-yard pass into a potentially 15. Like, that's what I mean. Like, even the, the easy stuff isn't easy. Um, I agree with that. There was a great, I mean, they had a great running back screen set up this week, too, and. Like just missed the block. Yep. He, yeah. Eli Cox played poorly as well. I think he didn't have a great game. A couple holds. He missed the block there. Yeah, I think the offensive line got a lot of criticism by the coaches after the game. I, when the offense wasn't really working, I don't. I wouldn't specifically single out the offensive line, but they there was blame to go around. Yeah, there was blame everywhere. There, there was. But I, in the part even that the, I, yeah, even on the defensive side of the ball, like that, you know, defense was very disappointing. Uh, even well, just getting like a push. Brady Cook's uh, scramble yards got that. That was something he hadn't really done much all year. They, it kind of made him a pocket passer. Those became aggravating yards. They really picked on Drew Phillips. But um, overall, like the the part that I think is the most troublesome is that Kentucky, like Stoops, at least gave him credit. He tried to fix the offense by doing the passing thing. It's not gone well, and even more so, I think it's kind of mess with the culture of the team because just the leadership right now there I, I don't know who the guys right now like who who are the people that are ringing everybody's bells to get them in line I don't know I don't know who that is no we talked about it on Friday just how big of like the the pendulum could swing on this game you yep. win you're six and one you got Tennessee coming to town by week you got by week and then Tennessee coming to town but like everybody's pretty pumped up about things uh, instead, you lose. We talked about that being on the table as well. Now you get to stew in this for two weeks. And UK fans, they're a lot like me in this opinion of you look at the schedule and you say like, all right, well, I do think Kentucky's not going to lose out, but they can. If they can lose by 17 at home against Missouri, then they can lose every game remaining on their schedule. I still think they should beat UofL for what it's worth. But if they can lose at home to Missouri like that, they can definitely lose to Tennessee at home like that. They are much better than Mississippi State, but that's a place that they just haven't won ever. Uh, Alabama at home, if Missouri can do that to you, that Alabama game looks uh, much trickier. That is just kind of a low-hanging fruit, saving grace, you know, freebie, get-out-of-jail-free card game for you. That always will be, but looks a little less obtainable. And then the road games at South Carolina and Louisville, Louisville really poop the bed this weekend, but those will be tough as well. So uh, it, it set up it set up for you to either be real on a really big high and that Georgia game would be put behind you, 
or now you're just like, yeah, we don't know where the Cavs are at. We'll talk about it more in hour number two. We'll get to the Thornton's text line as well. This is Kentucky Roll Call, Daily Double Break, coming up next. Okay. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I was driving on in on the way to the studio this morning, rainy Monday morning. And car in front of me, I noticed they put on their turn signal, and I think to myself, what a guy or gal, and realized that person was Nick Roush, and that person was pulling into a Thornton's. Roush, yeah. I did notice you didn't text Scoots or me to see if we needed anything. <laughs> it's hustling. How rude. Especially after Scoots' birthday, no less. How rude. It's hustling. You know Thornton's. They can be. They can be Scoots, a little crazy. In the rest board. assured, if I stop in a Thornton's, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have you in mind. I, I, I don't need you to do that every day, but yeah, the day after my birthday would have been nice. I mean, there's some things I could have used, Roush. Yeah, it wouldn't have hurt to just send a text message. That being said, you went to a Thornton's though. I did. That's the way you start your day. Big Thornton's, just like fan. the average Kentucky roll call listener who starts their day at Thornton's as well. Yeah, you should too. It'll make your day so much better, so much more delightful. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead. If you're a Refresher Rewards member, they've got a lot of great deals for you. You'll save at the pump each and every time. And free coffee on Thursdays, among many other discounts, deals, specials. Download that app and stop in at Thornton's. We appreciate them being a partner of the show. And we appreciate you texting into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, I'm ready to get to it when you are. I know there's a million other things we could talk about the game on Saturday, but I think the Texers are probably going to bring up a bunch of it. Yes, yes. There is uh, – can we do a non-related uh, football text first to start the Thorns text line? Because this is a great one. That's fine. It's at the very bottom, the most recent. Woke up this morning. My wife turned our heat on last night. We hadn't even discussed this possibility of turning the heat on. Feel betrayed. How do I trust after this? Maybe I'll just sell our house today or adopt a child – since it's okay to make such huge decisions without consulting one another. <laughs> That's true. You may you may have to do both those things at the same time. Uh, that's a, that's great. pretty egregious. Go turn it on the heat in the house on October 15th, or maybe if it was past midnight, October 16th. That's a bit much. It does stink. Like the, the part of me that's like, well, just wear some extra. Like once you get kids, there is no just. Throw some more, you know. Don't don't want don't want baby getting cold. It, it is a different story if there's kids involved in the equation. Yeah. I would guess based on that texture, the way that they were telling it, that there's not kids involved. Correct. But, but that, that that's how I read it. It is a little different with kids, but even with kids, it's like I, I want to hold out a little bit. Want mm-hmm. to, but obviously you're not going to let your baby get cold. <laughs> Although it is cute, like <laughs> you know now she's got blank she's got blankies in her in her crib with her. Which I wonder when we're going to get out of the crib, too. Man, hold on to that thing as long as you can. That's kind of where we're at is that we've heard a lot of people be like, oh, it was a horrible transition. It sucks. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we won't do it till she to. wants to do it. Yeah. You know? Keeps her in there. 
Scoots, did you hear about the new sports for the Olympics in 2028? Uh, flag football? Flag football is one of them. Yep. That's the only one I know about. I can't wait to dominate the rest of the world in flag football. Oh, man. I wonder if they're going to ask me to, <laughs> at that point, I'd be 30, yeah, I may be too old, but that's uh, just past my time. They're going to have baseball, they're going to have softball, they're going to have cricket, they're going to have lacrosse, and they're going to have squash, Scoots. Mm, only one I'm not familiar with is squash. Oh, wait, is that the one, is that kind of like uh, you're in the room and you just throw it against the wall? Yeah, it's racquetball okay. sort of deal, which I never understood Similar those rules either, but they look, it looks fun. I, I used to play racquetball when I was in college, but I never did the squash thing. Can't believe they're not going to have pickleball. Yeah, no kidding. I would watch Olympic pickleball in a big way. For yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. You can you can go watch it as much as you want, buddy. Not Olympic pickleball because it's not a sport. So I can't watch it. Well, is pickleball a sport? Pickleball is a sport. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those, like, I don't like pickleball guys for some weird reason? <laughs> it's not that I don't like it, but, like, there's no – like, like old people like it because it requires a little effort. It's like shuffleboard. Like, it's not – Well, it's like a – Very little athleticism required. Well, it's – a lot more athleticism than I think you think, but you don't have to rely on athleticism. That's why old people play it. Yeah, but like I don't need it in the Olympics. And also, it would be a great Olympic sport, very entertaining to watch. Every time I've seen a clip of pickleball, it's the least. It's like a chance. It's just it. It looks so boring. What about it is boring? You so see, you are one of those pickleball guys. It's like something new that you haven't tried, so you just like naturally default to disliking it. No. The part is it's, oh, so putting, it's exactly what you're doing. No, though. it's putting it on TV. Like I don't watch cornhole on TV. That's kind of fun, but like it, it strikes me as something very pickleball similar to cornhole. A million times more entertaining to watch than cornhole because there's actually like movement going on, not just like but throwing. That, every time I've watched it though, it's like doubles and nobody's moving. But you should play it. I think you'd like it. You probably have a better appreciation. Is there such it. thing as singles pickleball? There is. You don't see it. Yeah. Very often at all. It's usually doubles. Pretty intense. I mean, people are just like. Not that you're going to get hurt or something like that, but, I mean, old people get hurt because they fall back on their heads and crack their heads. But, like, when they're just slamming the ball, the hand-eye coordination to hit it back that hard, and it's just like people are just wailing on each other. See, but like, Pretty impressive I'm, to be I'm, able to do that. I'm also just like, I think tennis is terrible to watch on TV, too. I don't like to watch tennis. This is like a less athletic tennis. Of course I'm not going to like it. Yeah, no, you don't have to. You yeah. don't have to like it. But that's but, my defense. It's not like just being stubborn. But you can understand why, like, tennis is an Olympic sport. Yeah, I can understand why. Like ping pong, ping pong is an Olympic sport. Yeah, and I think the reason why ping pong entertains me is because it's not like the ping pong I see my friends playing. You know, like they're they're, they're so much better. It's like how is this even the same? But how much ping pong do I watch when they play tennis? Very little. So it's just how much ping pong do you watch when they play tennis? When they play in the Olympics, I would watch a ping pong tennis pickleball three way crossover. Oh man, see one net. That sounds like a great hour on the Ocho. Pickleball gets a lot of hate. I don't. I don't totally understand why. It doesn't have to be for everybody, but it is. I. I think it's more entertaining to watch than tennis. I mean, I'm glad though that's inspired people to uh, redo, like they're redoing the tennis courts at Airquay Park. Yeah, some of them are going to be more people are using pickleball courts than tennis courts, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, and those things were old and. So they're putting a couple pickleballs, a futsal, which I really like that. What's a futsal? It's just like soccer, but on a small court, and there's it's nets all the way around. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, that's yeah, that cool. is cool. Yeah. Um, there's this tennis shop in Linden that like I've never seen anybody go in and out, 
but it's got like a really cool sign and it makes me sad that I've never seen anybody in and out. And the other day I saw like these three old women leaving the store with like pickleball stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, is the tennis shop <laughs> pivoted to pickleball? This new golden age generation, uh, probably smart business strategy. I mean, they clearly had cause they had bought pickleball stuff inside the store. Yeah. You're seeing a lot more transitions to pickleball. Will it last though? That's the big question with pickleball. Uh. I mean, people it, are wondering. It, it may not. It may not. People may just be like, that was fun for a little bit. But, like, you know, spike ball, no offense to Matt Sack, that never really, like, took off like people thought it was going to. I don't think that many people thought it was going to take off, though. I think people thought I mean, it was on TV. Like, they put that on TV. Yeah, but it's popular with young diff- kids. The difference is that having old people involved with it's probably what's going to Yeah, pick- that's true. Pickleball. You getting the olds and spike it, ball. It, doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere for that very reason that Roush just named. I mean, it's it's kind of like golf in the way that anybody can play, you know, no matter how old you are. So I don't see it going anywhere. So it's, already, it's already gone somewhere. I mean, it's already like you're to have the transformations of public parks into pickleball. That's something. Yeah, like that's you know that's well, no, I mean, more I than most sports. I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see it going anywhere in terms of like going away. Oh, I mean. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my yeah. my B. South End Josh on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. The Strangers is one of those movies who had me scared as a grown man to stay home alone for months. Gosh, the wife is pulling the... Doesn't want to watch the scary, scary movie. Scary movie, yeah. Last night, I was like, hey, I'll probably fall asleep during it. I'm exhausted, but let's do a scary movie. We didn't do it on Friday the 13th. She was like, nothing too scary. And I was like, oh, no. She's like, Hocus Pocus is on. Let's just put that on. I was like, we've seen Hocus Pocus no fewer than a million times. Great movie, and I'm going to watch it a million more over the course of my life. I was like, let's do something different. And so we settled on a That 70s Show Halloween special episode. Mm. It was hardly even any Halloween. You should have went with Hocus Pocus. Although Hyde had, like, a comment. They they find their personal records. Yeah. And cool, yeah. He his personal record, a teacher was like, he's going to be the smartest man in his cell block. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Because, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. actually in jail. Yep, now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in jail. Danny Masterson. They found a lot Maybe of Maybe the those. smartest man in his cell block. Uh, there's there's a lot of those. Those clips. Like clips where he's yeah. like alluding. Yeah, that one. I'm sure that one had probably been pointed out. I was like, oh, that one's really on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. The Strangers is a good one, though. My mom wants them to make a sequel, but. I don't think that would be all that great. I watched, uh, they're doing a Disney Plus Goosebumps redo. And so I watched the first one Good. last night. I don't know how I feel about it because I want it to be more 90s. Oh. Like, it's like 1993 is where it starts, but then they flash forward 30 years and all of this stuff's happening. Was and it spooky? A little, yeah. Yeah. Because I thought about putting that on because, like, if the wife was going to complain about Goosebumps, then we're going to, you know. Yeah. Where's the line? The, the, the only... Just teenage drama along with horror stuff. I'm a, I'm a little like, ah, do I need the the teens? But I guess that's what it was, right? Like, it's true. Yeah. So that's true. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm tepidly like I'm not giving it a ring endorsement by any means, but I do like that it. Uh, it's like all right, I I could see this going somewhere. This could be fun. I'll check it out. A texter says, oh, no, I did a money line parlay on Monday before one of my bonus bets expired, and you guys used them all in your picks this week. Hopefully, we're all big winners this weekend. Go Cats. They didn't say specifically, but if you followed Scoots and I, mm-hmm. you got uh, four out of your six picks correctly. 
And then Roush just uh, he got he he went one one and one. So the group combining for three losses better than we normally do. Yeah, yeah. Normally you can sometimes find three losses with just one person by themselves. So <clears throat> not too Man. shabby. Not too shabby. Um, a texture says Boyd Crowder promoting SEC football. Absolutely perfect. No idea what that means. I looked it up. Uh, turns out Boyd Crowder is just Walton Goggins' justified character. Would have hit a 10-leg plus 3,600 parlay on Oregon and Washington. McMillan getting hurt in the first quarter screwed that up. What a dumb situation. Man, and still having a chance to win. I mean, they, they overcame an 11-point deficit. Dane Landing goes forward on fourth down. I actually think that was the right call, even though they didn't get it. But, Oregon, can your defense not just give up a touchdown in two plays? Like, it was, it was like, all right, Washington gets the ball back. Boom, 76 yards and 15 seconds. It was no a good touch. game. It was a game that lived up to the hype. Yeah, it was. And I'd say both those teams, you have to be thinking, if we just went out, we, we could still be in the college football playoff. Obviously, in Washington's case, they would definitely be in. But, yeah, good, good, good stuff. Pac-12 having a great year on its swan song. Well, not at USC. Well, not them. They got... Phew, Everybody and their mother was on USC, and that's why I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay away from I'm gonna stay away from USC Well, I here. stayed away, too, because there was a lot of like... You did pick it in your picks of the week. Oh, I did? Oh, I ended up not even betting it. You did. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't your lock, but you had Florida, and then you had USC. Everybody I, was on USC. I was like, yeah. They should have lost Arizona. Other people uh, were like, well, Notre Dame's just going to run the football over him. What did they do? Just ran it all over him, picked off Caleb Williams three times, and it was all she wrote. It was all she wrote. Uh, shout out to one of Luckett's locks, James Madison. That was They beat the snot out of whoever that was. That game was never close. Always fun to just like place a bet, and then you. he was very confident about that one. Great to just like place it, ne- like look at the score once and just be like, ah, won that one. Kind of like Jags yesterday in the Colts. Suck it, Colts fans. You're terrible. A texter says, please, for the love of God, put Phillips' ass on the bench. Rough day for him. We don't cuss on the Thornton's text line, texter. It was a rough day for him, and uh, yeah, uh, even when they went out, they they picked after whoever came in for him. Yeah, and then MJ Devonshire has a pick six against U of L for Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's like, ah, wish that guy was in UK he's, secondary. He's had another big one, too, like... Uh, I believe it was the year they won the ACC championship. He had a big one for Pitt. Um, should have just done what I said at the beginning of the year. And, I mean, like, because I think we all called that in July. Watch, Louisville's going to win all their games. They're going to upset Notre Dame, and they're going to lay an egg at Pitt. That's what they did. Jack Plummer, he, he, he is who we thought he was. We were just waiting for the Jack Plummer throws a bunch of interceptions. Yeah, I didn't get to see any of that game, but following along, was bizarre. My U of L friends, they were furious with the way it all unfolded. A lot of second half turnovers. And, um, if I, you know, the thing about U of L and U of L, at least like UK losing and things not being great with UK. And we've got all week to talk about like big picture stuff. And maybe we'll get into some of the big picture stuff in the final 45 minutes of today's show. But like, not to be that fan, but they're doing it too. But like, at least they lost. At least it's not like UK. We're gonna have two weeks of like analyzing UK football while U of L's seven and zero, like they think go, rubbing it in our fa- like yeah. rubbing it in our yep. face. At least they have a little serving of humble pie. We do as well. We're kind of all in this together. But I will say, if I were a U of L fan, and and you can make this case for UK too. I, I'm trying to be transparent here. 
But if you're a U of L fan, it's like, man, we're probably never going to have an easier schedule. And we just dropped a game to one one win pit. Like, yeah. we, like we had a ch- like they have a chance to go to the ACC championship game. Now it's less likely, but still a chance. And if you go to the ACC championship game, it's not impossible to like sneak in the college football playoff, like a TCU or Baylor way back in the day, or Michigan State back in the day. That was like, even though I don't think anybody thinks U of L is like a really good football team, that was realistically on the table for them. Yeah, but if you're a Louisville fan, I think the other side of it too is you've got to be just grateful that Scott Satterfield isn't coaching you through this bad schedule. Um, because well, absolutely, but that's been the case forever. Right, right. Um, he's terrible. They lost. They got embarrassed by Iowa State at home. Yeah, bad Iowa State team in Nippert. Cincinnati fans, they're realizing that they, they, if, gotta, they if they if they haven't already realized it, they're yeah. they're coming around. They got a stinker. Uh, but that that's Loved the when that stinker was in Louisville. That's the the ultimate. But like, I I, I think Louisville fans are smart enough to know they were playing with house money though, a little bit there. Like, yes, the schedule is really bad, but you're not a great football team. Like they've they've that, never. That's like the double edged sword of it. Is like I know that they probably realize like this is not. And you've all I've heard I've heard Mike Rutherford say this three to six here on Big X Sports Radio. I've heard my friend say this. It's like, Brom probably will never have a worse quarterback than he has right now at right. UofL. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. That being said, you're never going to have as easy as a schedule. Like, you're probably not going to avoid Clemson and Florida State moving forward. Well, if you stay in the ACC, it is the worst conference now once the Pac-12 goes away. It's terrible. Yeah. Hey, but they're going to get Stanford and Washington. Scoots, how about or, Stanford? Or Cal. Stanford Cal. Cal. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Stanford and Cal, how about Stanford's big win? Who'd they beat? You stay up. Oh, you, Colorado. Yeah. You stay up and watch that? That was insane. No, so I actually turned that off when it was 29 nothing, And I was like, oh, this is – at that point, I was actually debating a live bet on Colorado, but I ended up staying away from it. Woke up the next morning, and I was like, wait, what? They lost? It was pretty crazy. Largest uh, comeback in Pac-12 history. Jeez. Which, uh, can we imagine blowing a double-digit lead? Yeah, home. can't you imagine know, that. That would be pretty embarrassing. But also, can we not? Why is that game on a Friday? Like, let's get those games Saturday night for when I'm not getting home till that was all right 4 a.m. Which, I, I, I hear you. Which, saying, by the way, uh, we just lost Peak when we were trying to leave the stadium. That was something. What, he was just gone? We just lost him. We couldn't find him. He, he wasn't just, in the. He just left wasn't him? In the, well, part of, how to work out. We still <laughs> haven't heard from Peak. We're putting up posters. If anybody seen, if anybody's seen him around the Krogue. You get out there and you find that dog. You, you find that Stephen Peake. Uh, but no, we we I, they have a photo workroom downstairs. He was working there. We were working upstairs. He texted us that he was ready. And so we we were ready. We go down, we try to find him. We can't find we can't see him anywhere. And it's like, all right, well, we'll get my car. The, the, this, the, the shuttle guy's leaving, so let's just get my car, and then we'll come back, and I'm sure he'll be standing out here ready. Like, maybe we just beat him. No, still didn't work. We came back. We were looking all over for him. Checked the press box. Checked everywhere. Couldn't find him. In the midst of us going back to our car and coming back, he hopped on the shuttle. He was back at the parking garage, like, sitting there trying to Oh, man. Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. Music. I'm glad it worked out. But that that was yes Saturday between <laughs> that on the way there on the way back and then I know anybody in Louisville struggled getting to the Krogue because I-64 was shut down in Wadi. We went back roads 
to the Bluegrass Parkway. TJ, did you end up redirecting? Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't leave till like four thirty ish or five ish. No issues. So it was it was, it was back gone. open by then. Yeah. There was there were there were a lot of people that it took them three hours to get there. Um, I heard that. I was just like, man, that would stink. That'd be terrible. Uh, luckily, not us. Didn't have to deal with it. And again, just. There was like a little bit of a dark cloud, maybe literally, because it was raining. It was kind of gross weather in the 50s, kind of like sprinkling rain. Um, then the crowd brought the juice. I was worried about the crowd. I was worried how the atmosphere was going to go. Then UK was up 14 nothing around. And I was thinking, like, this is, this is the new UK football home atmosphere. Like, this is what it's all about. This is a big party. This is fun. And then that punt, man. Wee, wee, wee. That punt. Everything changed after that stupid punt. Mizzou going on a 17-0 run and being started by a punter throwing a touchdown. That second quarter is the most embarrassed I've been in as a Cats fan in a long time. That was a collapse for sure. And it was just a punt that like everything that could – or it was a throw on a punt that everything that could go wrong could. He just threw it up, one-on-one -on -one ball, a lot of wind, like you, and then – you have UK's DB just make a play on it too early, leaves the Missouri receiver just basically by himself, and also easily could have been ruled a pass interference. A lot of contact there, but they, they let it slide. The officials didn't help UK, but that being said, UK, you, you got to take care of that game yourself. DBs get beat in man and zone, LOL. And just the soft cushions on... Soft cushions on, like, third and fours, and... Second and sixes. It's just like you all are. What are you doing? Like this is the. If if they're gonna beat you deep and you're gonna make them make a throw and it's not gonna be the punter the one doing it, then you can maybe live with some of that stuff. But I I think the fans felt the same way that that I did being a fan in the stands of like you all are just allowing them to move the chains. Like stand up, buckle up, make them make a throw, make them make a, a tricky throw into traffic. And there just hardly was any of that, which was frustrating. But we're kind of used to that with Soup's defenses. And you thought when they had the lead, too, it was like, this is perfect. Now they're going to have to try to force some stuff. They're going to get into their little trap. And it uh, didn't matter. Didn't nope. matter. Nope. A texter says, I would rather Leary throw the ball away than throw it or give Key or Brown than Brown Stevens get a chance and it goes through his chest on third down. That, uh... Brown Stevens drops another, says the texter. He did get the touchdown though, which I was like in the real at real time. I was like, "This is great." Yeah. Hopefully, that's going to just erase all the bad yep. stuff that had happened up to this point. UK's got the lead again, mm -hmm. and like reset. The crowd's going to be with you here, and they were, but it didn't matter. Yeah, it, it did not matter. Um, Gosh, you do you want to hear some really bad stats, DJ? Just for and like that was that was why like I, yes, I do. I can't wait to hear some really bad stats, but that was. Why you can't just give the defense and not just the secondary a pass. It's like UK gets the lead. It's the fourth quarter. The crowd's with you. And Missouri, just like it was nothing, Roush, nine plays, just marched right down the field and did what they wanted. Um, you know, they get that third and two. That's when you get the stupid penalty. Yeah. And know, that was I know, also. I know when you mentioned that earlier. There, there was another one, too, where the dude just he got tackled inbounds, but they said he was out of bounds. They stopped the clock. Oh, my God. I mean, the officiating was just so bad. But. but but again, some disappointing moments from the defense and up front as well. Deion Walker, just like, you got to be smarter in some of these situations as well. Anyways, let me hear some bad stats. Um, Can't wait. 
Dinky has 17 receptions this year. Do you know how many times he's had the ball thrown his way? Oh, gosh. 34. Oh, 35. You're right. Nice. Uh, right. Almost on the money. Uh, guess how many times Kentucky, or guess how many receptions Barry on Brown has? 23. Okay. Targets. How many times do you think he's been targeted? 40. 47. So, less than 50% catch rate for Kentucky's that's, that's top what, two receiver. That is I mean, like, that. Those, those were supposed to be the two best players. Yeah, you weren't lying. They've just been bad. So yeah, hard to hard to do anything. Ray Davis, he has a touchdown in his first seven games. Um, he ended up with 128 yards and 20 carries, but like some of those were kind of garbage timey. They went away from him too quickly. It was the game was close enough to just give him the ball, and I thought they got away from him too much. They gotta definitely keep giving, gotta keep giving that guy the ball. Um, Wildcats back. That's when you know it's bad. You know, it's funny. The guy I was with the game, he was like, I wouldn't mind seeing a little Wildcat in See, some of these spots. And, and, and then we saw it. I, I Like, we're going back. Like, the, the passing offense has been so bad. We're like, let's just do the Eddie Grant thing. Just let Ray Davis I think that's, run it 40 well, times. I think that's the Mark Stoops special, which there's times where I was like, U- UK should keep running the ball in this game. <laughs> yeah. Just give it to number one. And then I, the, thing that, and the, the thing I didn't want, though, like, all right, run the ball – or keep a stat, you know, we've shown that we can establish that. It may take a little while to get it back, but like, let's just stick with the run game potentially. Or let's take some deep shots. Let's really, you know, try to give Leary time in the pocket and see if we can work the middle of the field too in hopes that it opens up some of the deep throws. But they didn't do that. They kind of went with what I didn't want. And it was just basically like short little stupid routes, five yards, six yards. The throw would be bad, or the or the route would be bad, or the catch wouldn't be good. They kind of just went to this medium passing attack, short to medium passing attack, and it just it didn't didn't seem to work for anybody. Didn't seem like anything good came from that. Uh, one thing that was good about Saturday was at one moment at the tailgate, uh, we noticed that four people just right there had basically the exact same Shady Rays. Oh, nice. We're like, well, we all know a good product when we see one. Yep. ShadyRays.com. You can use promo code BIGX at checkout. The funny thing is, it was kind of raining and nobody needed their sunglasses at all because the sun wasn't out. But we all had them just in case the sun did come out and just in case something happens to your sunglasses or they're lost, broken, stolen, uh, even if it's just a rainy day and you just want another pair of sunglasses, Shady Rays doesn't ask questions. You can get a replacement pair sent to you after a small processing fee. Your original order sent to you brand spanking new Shady Rays, the best polarized sunglasses. A company started right here in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. Use promo code Big X for 40% off. We're going to take our last break. We're definitely probably not going to finish the Thornton sex line, but we're going to keep trucking along. Scoots is shaking his head saying no way. That's all right. Okay. We'll do our best. We'll keep at it. And we got all week anyways. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and the birthday boy, Justin K. Kentucky Roll Call. Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. You got the 
Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Uh, not not great for UK football. You, you can question where things go from here, what mm-hmm. the rest of the season's going to look like. And now we get two weeks of people not being happy to do radio, Ooh. and that's not that's not fun. But hey, four to one, so everybody should be happy, right? Yeah. Is that how is that how it works? Helps UK's resume. Yeah. It's, it's, really, us it, losing this weekend was good. Yeah, exactly. Like that just shows how stupid the argument was. Although, one thing is true: how much do, does our perspective change week week by week in this sport? It's crazy. Well, you only get twelve games though, so that's natural yeah. to have that happen. But like game. two weeks ago, you're like talking yourself into beating the number one team in the country, and now people are like, "We're never going to win another game." So there is, there's part of it you got to remember the Tuckies lost the teams that are combined thirteen and one. Um, Stoop said, you know, in this league we beat each other up. It would not shock me if Kentucky went out and beat Tennessee. They don't look like they're world beaters, but at the same time, it's like it's Tennessee that. Yeah, I've, that 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 gives us nightmares. That I logo. vote for UK doing that. I mean, beating Tennessee, we would be all the way back, right? Like we're yeah. coming in here tooting well, our horns. What you what you'd say if you beat Tennessee, which I do think is a big if, and I don't as of today don't think it's going to happen, but definitely not impossible. You're right about all that stuff. Tennessee is not scary if UK beats Georgia. Or, Joe Milton's been terrible. Excuse me, if UK beats Missouri, we all feel like if especially if they beat Georgia, we'd all if UK beat Missouri, they we'd feel like they should take care of business at home against Tennessee. Roush is right, just the rivalry aspect and the history aspect would make us nervous about that. But you beat Tennessee, and we look at that Mississippi State game. All right, win that. At that point, you're 7-2, and two, and it's like, yeah, that Missouri game was disappointing, but Alabama's coming to town. Let's see if you can make history. You're right. You're totally right. And that's the beauty and also the curse and the, and the danger of this schedule is that at any point, a win, and you can – a win is going to feel good just based on the opponents that you're playing. And two, it's going to convince you that like, oh, you can turn things around and make this season fun, exciting, potentially historic, still on the table. Although in just the fashion of the way the last two weeks have happened, I don't think this is a historic team. I don't think they're nearly disciplined enough to rattle off four out of their next five wins or something along those lines. But we'll see. We'll see. It just stinks for us. People should feel bad for KRC. Because now we have to do radio for two weeks coming off this loss. We're the real victims here. We really are. But that's why we're going to talk Big Blue Madness for the next 10 days. We're going to break down every dunk and every shot specifically. How great was that video, though? That video was awesome. Video was cool. Dream on one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Uh, Big Z was there. Ooh, I saw Big Z and the the whole basketball team in the concourse. Is is he? Big Z. Does he look like? Does he look like there's three kids standing on each other's shoulders with this trench coat? He is comically large. (laughs) He is, I think, you got to think about all the people I've interviewed. I think he's the biggest guy I've ever, like, stood next to. And I just took my picture with Wu a couple weeks ago. Big Z was ginormous. I was also shocked how big Rob Dillingham was. What is, what is he listed at? Um, I don't know. I always assumed he was about 6'2". That was just me. All right. That, that's. That was pro- that's I think he was probably like he looked like he was six three just like okay. me standing by him. Okay, they um, have him listed at six one. Oh, he's listed. But, UK has him at six three. Oh, okay. So I think that's actually probably accurate. Okay, but I was also surprised like how you know bulky he is. 
which like you remember him as a recruit looking like he was like 140, 150 pounds. But UK also has him at 176, which is probably pretty accurate. But I, he had he had some muscle on him. Hey, by the way, TJ, speaking of basketball, you were right about McNeely. He's a Hoosier. You did it, buddy. Committed on my birthday. That's what a, a big guy. get. That's wow. a big get. I, I, you know, Tom Crean got good recruits to IU too, but I, it just feels like what Woodson's doing right now is a little different. I agree. Like just the whole the whole program. When Crean was doing it, and he got IU to a one seed, and he had some solid moments. Felt like embarrassing you were, as was. It's like fool's gold, though. It was like everything was put together with duct tape or like scotch tape. Yeah, duct tape actually probably would have been all right, but it was. <laughs> Like Clark Griswold when he was touring the Hoover Dam, just different p- piece of gum on one thing, and when he fixed one thing, another thing would be fine. And he tried to build a team around like we don't care about defense, we're just gonna outscore you. And then he'd have Victor Oladipo, and I was like, well, maybe we should care about <laughs> defense a little bit. And then who's the other great defender that you all uh, OG Ananobi? Yeah, OG. Yeah, it was good. like, and then yeah. that team, like him and Thomas Bryan, was like our right, defensive identity now, and he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't kind of snap his fingers and do that stuff. One thing that Salsaritas can do is bring the catering to you. Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays, it's going to be here before you know it. And the customers, if you simply order online using the code FALL2023, you can receive $20.23 off your next catering order. That's FALL2023 as the promo code. And you order online. That is good through the end of this month. So if you're thinking about any sort of catering uh you don't have to have the catering at this month but if you want to get that twenty dollars off and 23 cents you can use that code fall 2023 salseritas will bring it right to your door as you get ready for the party let salseritas take care of the food they'll bring it right to your door they'll even set it up for you or you can pick it up at one of their two locations in louisville middletown or st matthews they make it easy and they make it delicious Save $20 on Salsaritas for your next catering order when you use fall 2023. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, will we ever play man? Are the DBs this bad? Can't give them eight yards in the flats every play. Oh, they were living in the flats. They raised families, and their families raised families in the flats. They had so much time there. Top 10 paid coach in the country, better pony up and ride your ass out of town. There was there was a lot of pony ups after that. And you know what? Stoops did it to himself. Right? He did. He did. And like I, I made, you know, it was a low hanging fruit and I had fun with it as well. But yeah, you're going to, you're going to get that. Obviously. I still love Stoops. Hopes he figures it out. Appreciate what he's done for the football program. Yeah. But you say you, you play silly games, you win silly prizes. Yep. You say silly things, you get silly things said about you. Yep. We're all rooting for him. Let's let's figure this out over the next few weeks. You beat Tennessee, we're feeling better about things. This team's inability to avoid the big mistake is just unbelievable. That's where I'm most mad at Stoops. Not that him telling the fans need to pony up. Get a team that doesn't play so dumb. No offense to the players. I'm sure individually they're great and probably ace students, I would imagine. But on the field, they do some really, really, really silly things. And that falls back on the coaches. Were they doing these silly things in practice, or is this a total surprise to you? Because either one's a concern. A texture says, hey, maybe Dane can tap them on the helmet. F this team. Yeah, I guess like that, you know, that's not as cool looking back anymore, Roush. 
Like when Dane did that, I was like, yeah, good. Show some attitude. We want See, that. I, I, now it's like, eh, maybe this team just doesn't have it between the ears. I, like part of me, because there's a lot of people who point that out in losses. Like, why is this team talking trash and they're bad? It's like, well, they talk trash every Saturday. Like, that's just what they do. I don't see that as a problem. Until you have 122 penalty, you have more penalty yards than passing yards. But I, I don't, I don't. And it's I, not all like unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. They're just doing stupid stuff on the field, like stupid holds when you don't need to, or you know, backbreaking penalties. And then again, some we didn't feel were justified, Roush, especially the pass interference. But when it's so much of it, you make it a little easier for the officials. Right, right. Uh, but I, I do think that like the like, oh, they're just being punks out there is something that like just gets brought up when you're bad. Um, when you're good, I don't think people are. Like, were people mad when Josh Allen got a sack and, like, would finger wave at people? No, what a punk. No, but if the 2018 team won and had, like, 130 yards and penalties, I think people would say, like, I'm happy we won, but this team's going to yeah. cost themselves. This team is costing themselves. Yeah. And just not without – we're not getting the fun, like, winning moments to do it. And you're right. Like, it was on the table. Like, even when as bad as things were going, Roush, it still felt like in the fourth quarter for a brief moment, like, hey, they still may win this game. Like, we can worry about all this stuff that went wrong here yeah. a little bit later. We're going to worry about it in a win, though. And then, ooh. Yep. And then it Second got and fourth quarters were just brutal. I scored 35 to nothing in those two quarters. That's gross. It's just a gross number to say. I actually think it's worse than that. Come to think of it, I think it was 38 to nothing in those two quarters. I think that's when Missouri did all of its. No, it was 35. It was. Okay. They got a field goal to start the third quarter. You're Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Guys, Devin Leary stinks. I mean, I. It was. The part that is disappointing to me is that whenever they have clearly a zero blitz called and there's not, like, how come there isn't somebody underneath that he can just throw it to to get the ball out of his hands? He ate two sacks that he didn't need to eat. Mm -hmm. Those were the only plays that I thought were really inexcusable. But, like, hell, there was one throw where he kind of adjusted his arm angle and got it to Baryon in the flat. Baryon has one guy to miss, and he gets tackled for two yards instead of gaining ten. Yeah. Like, break a freaking tackle, Barryon. Here's the thing about Devin Leary. I, I I still don't think he's the biggest issue with this team and even with this offense, as crazy as that may sound for some folks. Um, I just think there's still too much going on to solely blame it on him. But whether or not you disagree with that take or you do agree with it, or it doesn't matter anyways, he's UK's quarterback. Like, he's still he, – he could stink a lot more than he's already shown, and he's still UK's quarterback. Like, UK doesn't have another option at quarterback. So, whether you like him, don't like him, you think he's terrible, you think that he's underrated, or it's not his fault for the issues, doesn't matter. He's UK's quarterback, and he's going to continue to be. What a bogus PI call on Phillips. Yep. Yep, that was terrible. They'll fumble it off your own offensive lineman play. It'll get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I didn't want to be melodramatic by saying that the first drive of the second half is going to define the season. I've, I've thought about it. I'm glad I didn't actually put put those words down because, uh, yeah, first play, boom, fumble. And also, feed the other guy. Feed RD1. Yeah. Brady Cook, three-star, number 7045 nationally. Cody Schrader, unranked, transfer from Truman State. Yes, that's a real place. Yeah, Harry Truman, he's from uh, Missouri. What fun do we pony up in order to get such prestigious players? That's a good text. Like, you know, it's true. Yeah. 
Missouri's a good team, and that was the thing that was disappointing is it felt like I mean, their studs, wide receiver, quarterback, it was running the, back. It was the least amount of uh, – it was the least productive Missouri's offense was all year. And it just felt like that those players, though, those position groups were better than UK's position groups. And we thought – except for maybe running, but, you know, it wasn't Ray's fault. All day Ray, he still works hard. But, I, you know, we never would have thought that. We would have never thought if you said wide receiver, quarterback, Running back, you take in Kentucky or Missouri. Everybody, and I think even most people nationally would be like, oh, yeah, Kentucky. Definitely Kentucky between that bunch. Not the case. Well, Burton only had two catches for 15 yards. They did their part bottling him up. Cook had his season low passing yards, nearly half of his average. A lot of stuff in the box score would indicate that, yes, this should be a Kentucky win, but it was not. It was not. Texture says Leary is poo-poo. Wins so, the first basketball game. Ah, there we go. Knew we were going to get all of those. Blue-white game Saturday? Yeah, Saturday in Northern Kentucky, Truist Arena. That's cool. I'm glad that they're doing it. Um, We'll talk more about that as the week goes on. Ponying up for more money isn't going to help get up over 100 yards of penalties. Maybe, maybe that's exactly why we need to pony up more money. Get players that won't get penalized as much. Been a while, but have a question. We will likely rely on the portal for next year's quarterback. If you're watching this year's slow play, undisciplined penalties and drop, is it nil or bust to find our next quarterback? Well, it's always nil or bust in the quarterback game. Yeah, to to a certain degree. Yeah, no, it, it, the whole, like, lot on the line over the next, after the bye week for UK football. You can still kind of have a good feeling season, momentum in the program, or if things go south, you can look at, well, you lost to Missouri. You lost to Mississippi State. You lost to South Carolina. You lost to Louisville. Those are the teams that you're recruiting the most against. Yeah, no, it, it could be like, what quarterback's going to want to come into that spot? You could also be in a spot where Dane Key's unhappy. Barry on Brown's unhappy. Deion Walker loves Lexington, but he wants to play for a national contender. You know, that stuff is on the table too, folks. So, rest of the season is really important. It's no doy comment, but like, yeah, who knows? And all that stuff matters because you want next year's team to be good. And you, to get good players, you need to let them think the team's going to be good. They're not going to cut, you're not going to go get the best quarterback in the transfer portal market to come play for a stinker. Yep. You had a lot of, you had a lot of quarterback cachet and you're probably going to Looking like it, unfortunately, at least mm-hmm. where things are now. Zion Childers getting flagged for throwing the ball at Missouri player who threw the ball at Childers first. No push-off called on the touchdown pass on the punter. These officials are off to a hot start. They stunk. They were very bad. And those two things you said especially. Mm-hmm. What the hell are they doing at the end of the half? Freaking Stoops trying to eat the clock and get to halftime instead of going to score. Pathetic. Yeah, that's Stoops, though. We, yeah, we're, we're used to that. It's a decade of it now. Yeah, I- at least in that moment, I was feeling the same way, too. I was like, can you just get this, stop the bleeding? Just get to halftime. There was a part of me that thought that, but then it was also like, gosh, like, what's it going to hurt? The air's already out of this place. Like, try to show a little bit of life. Well, Let's, but, like, find a heartbeat But here. see, that was my thing, though, is I was like, just don't let Missouri get the ball back because they could score and take the lead. Oh, wait, they did. Well, they did. Yeah, yeah, so it didn't matter. Punt, stoops, and going to the sun. I cannot stand this end of half mentality. Or yeah. I guess this is the part of the text on right, right, right before half. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Leary has 43 yards passing at the half. This is embarrassing. 
Watch college football players have guys running wide open, and we struggle to get anyone open. In the two times our players are open, they drop the ball, or Leary throws it, overthrows it. Yeah, you know, like it's crazy. These are the halftime texts coming in. Uh, this is how the this was the mood in the concourse at the half. Oh, there was Drew came up and he's like, "Yeah, some guy was just having a meltdown." Oh my gosh, that's what everybody's talking about. And the crazy thing is, is like if you could just at the end of the first quarter, it was just day and night different. And we're not even talking to like end of game versus half. We're talking first quarter to end of second quarter, and it was just wild. Like it, thirty minutes time elapsed. Yeah, <laughs> it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. I think that added fuel to the frustration fires. Because you like, were what so What the hot. hell just happened? Yeah. I went and got a beer and everything was great and now we're losing. Yeah, it was terrible. What Barry on Brown transfer? He's trash. Oh, by the way, UK. Goodness gracious. Like, the worst stadium in the country with just the most basic stuff. Show replays of controversial plays. That's not a hard thing to do. That's Yeah, that's like a... That's the nationwide thing. Though. That's not a nationwide thing. U of L just for the Notre Dame game was light years better. It's not, and I've talked to other people that go to other places, and you you go travel on the road, but like, goodness gracious, it was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Show the replay in the stadium. It is so annoying Which how one? slow they are. There's there's a, there a ton. I, I can't say specific. I don't remember specifics, but there's a ton. If there's just a close play that they reviewed, like, they can weren't you put, showing. Can you put the Barry on fumble up? Yeah. Just like, show yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, it doesn't hurt anything. And then secondly, just scores around the country. They have them like, very rarely. But, but they're always late. And they don't like show the time most of the time. They, they should also they're just very play delayed, games you're right. at halftime. They should. Like, I know you, put it on mute. Let the can, band do their can, thing. You can watch the band on or the Or do field. like a you split need, box if you want to. You don't need close-ups of the trumpet player. It, it is like raining and it's cold and UK just blew a double-digit lead in the first half. And I'm just like wondering to myself, like, do well, they realize that people just want to probably go home now and like they should make it as appealing as possible to be here? Yeah, you did um, something good with the beer. Way to go. I heard. But um, next, like, let's get with the 21st century with the in-game experience. Her getting into the stadium was a pain in the butt, too. Was that? We were late. You know, we like, normally we'd, for a 7.30 game, you know, we'd leave around like 2 or 3-ish. But no, I meant like actually getting into the. No, we went in early to the game, too. Like, huh. we went into the, no, we didn't have any issue with that. Yeah. Because no. there, there was some people saying it was a little backed up, but okay. We'll but we went, like we probably went into the stadium at like seven. Which, by the way, now that they serve beer inside the stadium, I mean that's that, the move. That's the yeah. It was like nice being just right outside of our ramp and be like, oh, they're starting the national anthem. Let's grab play, a beer, let, real like quick. walk yeah. up. Yeah, that was uh, that's going to be the play moving forward. Although I won't be at the Tennessee game, and then after that, it's just Alabama. You know, there's two home games left, folks. Yeah. Tennessee and Alabama, and won't be at the Tennessee game, so I'm only going to get maybe one more Krogue experience. I did. Uh, I did pose this question uh, on our board. I was like, "Hey, uh, if I made you the deal right now, I was talking to somebody on Friday. Like, it would be the most Kentucky thing ever to lose to Missouri and Tennessee, but beat Alabama. Would you take that deal, TJ? Lose to Missouri and Tennessee, but beat Alabama? Yes." Yeah, I would too. I know there's some people who are like, I've lost to Tennessee so many times. Also, why would you ever trade two SEC wins for one? And it's like, no, like it beating Bama is yeah. worth two. Hypothetical. Everybody just chill out. Yeah. No need to cry <laughs> over a hypothetical. 
Why is the excuse every time our offense sucks it's because our scheme is too complex for a quarterback? Is this common? Seems like an excuse from the coaches. I don't think that's the, an excuse from the coaches. Right I didn't now. hear that either. And yeah. I, I definitely don't think the scheme is too complex for anybody. It looks pretty simple stuff. Sometimes I think it's too simple. Also, like the one easy go-to thing is like, Kentucky doesn't run enough plays. And it's like, well, they're dropping third down passes. On I mean, what do you... You can't get more plays if you're just... You're dropping passes on third down that move the chains. Like, that's how football works. I agree with that. They're going three and out. Right? Like, I don't... Glad we chased off several good receivers so we could have Barry on two catches for six yards. Dude has more penalty yards than receiving yards. Yeah, the one... Man. It's kind of easy to figure out, like, what's wrong, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. our the, the star receivers that we thought were going to be great haven't lived up, and the quarterback hasn't been amazing in his own right. Yep. And uh, guess what? So, we've naturally maybe a little disappointed with things. The thing that sucks, though, is the Missouri game was just still there for the taking. Like, even with everything we're saying, all of it would be true whether in a win or a loss. You had a chance to win in the fourth quarter, and you just, you gave up. You got a, punked. Yeah, yeah, you got you got punked. Yeah. Another primetime game, another embarrassing performance. Last week was embarrassing, but this is a whole other level. I agree with that, with it being home and Missouri and just kind of feeling like Eli Drinkowitz got the best of you. That ain't a good look for Mark Stoops, and he knows that. As a fan, I'm pointing up to buy some coaching lessons. Who's with me? A lot of that, a lot of it. You get a drop, and you get a drop. What do we say? Screw the NCAA and start putting stickum on all our receivers' hands. The only way to actually hang on to it. And those receiver gloves are pretty sticky. A texture says, "Tear down the unbuilt Colossus of Stoops statue." We are just getting started on it. We can't tear it down. Well, there's nothing to tear down yet. It, it, we are right now. We're proceeding with the statue. But we're keeping an eye on things. We can hawk, we can halt construction at any time. We can turn it into a Mitch Ooh. Barnhart statue. Let's have, let's do it like the Statue of Liberty and halfway construct it, and then host fundraisers inside the statue. Ooh, yeah, good idea. To like raise money for. And it. at that point, it can be like, and if you all want to change it to somebody else, we've only done from the feet to the knees. <laughs> And we know if it ends up being somebody taller, we can we can you know we can go higher. On, we yeah. can add on. Yeah, we're not. That's a great if idea. We pony up more. Uh, we can make it even I bigger. like that. He's right about that with the Statue of Liberty. Pretty hilarious. The fans were discounted when calling out the numerous flaws with this team had when they had wins against weaker competition and a subpar Florida team. Missouri has the easiest game left on the schedule because it was at home and it was at night. People get too worked up about the times of games. Goodness yeah. gracious. Fans showed up, and they were raucous to start, but the moment there was some adversity, the team folded. Real possibility the Cats don't go bowling this year. Guess we just need to pony on up. Uh, you are right. The crowd was great. Yeah, and technically there's a possibility they don't go bowling, but I, think there, I mean, there is. I think they'll figure it out, but I'm really disappointed that 7-5 is actually on the table. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think we're going to look back at this year and it'll be in a similar light to last year where it's like it's not a doomsday end of the world season, but, man, we thought it was going to be better. Yep. Like, we thought it was going to be more fun. We thought that may we may have more time, but then we realized we only go two hours every day, and now yep. we're out of it. And there's no time for a time transplant, so we'll just have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, Scoots, I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking the minute. We're going to end it before. That's <laughs> fine. Do you, you, you haven't talked in an hour. I, I, I know that. 
Right, you get the scooch minute right here. Go. All right, uh, who's winning the ga- ball game tonight? Scoot? Yeah, who's winning the big game tonight? Uh, it's going to be Dallas. Dallas is going to win it. I, actually, I stand corrected. I did not do very well on my picks this week. I'm six and eight right now. So Ooh, go ahead so and bet against Chargers. Me. Yeah, Ooh, a loss Chargers. gets you to six and nine, though. You you know, Ayo. yeah, Ayo. Okay, so there's something. There's you got that going. There for is you. something to play for. Who do right. we we got two baseball games? Right, we got both of them going today. Are they? Did they both play? I thought it was just the. I think they're both um, going. Know. I think they're both going today. Okay, cool. Love it. Give me the Rangers, and I will take the Phillies. I haven't hit a baseball playoff bet since the Vietnam War. So, all right, <laughs> I'll just I'll tell you there. Everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk all through this uh, tomorrow. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb. <laughs>